You're listening to The Lunar Body, a podcast for feminist menstruators who want to manage their health naturally and supernaturally through nutrition, herbalism, and intuitive expansion using science and the moon as your guides. Hey everyone, welcome to The Lunar Body. I'm your host, Kristen Ciccolini, period priestess, nutritionist, and the founder of Good Witch Kitchen. I'm so glad you're here for this first episode. I want to briefly share a little bit about me so you can know who's talking to you first of all, but also so you can get a feel for my vibe. I want us to be a good match for each other because we're going to be spending some time together. Then I'm going to introduce you to your menstrual cycle and give you the version that you probably didn't get in health class. I know in my health class, my teacher was retiring and all he did was let us watch movies. So I learned about cocaine because we watched Scarface. (laughs) Scarface and Tommy Boy were like the two movies that we watched that I remember. Um, But that's enough about that. Um, First, my standard disclaimer is that this information is for educational purposes only. It is not a replacement for medical advice, and it's your responsibility to speak to a qualified healthcare provider about your unique needs. The final decision when considering any course of therapy, whether it's discussed on the internet or prescribed by your doctor, is always your own. Let's get to it. You might be here because you already follow me on Instagram or you've listened to my other podcasts with my dear friend Janine Malone, but if you're new here, I'm honored to meet you and I'm so glad you're sharing this time with me. I'm Kristen. I'm a Boston-based holistic nutritionist certified in functional and culinary nutrition, and that means you'll get both the why and how for things that I'll recommend on this show. So one of my core values is accessibility and wellness, and part of that is offering education that I believe should have been available to everyone a long time ago. Another value is inclusivity, including gender, weight, race, and other parts of people's identities that are often missing from the conversation about well-being. And on this podcast, I'm going to do my best to use gender-neutral language because not all women menstruate and not everyone who menstruates is a woman. However, I'm not perfect, so if I do miss an opportunity to be more inclusive with my language, feel free to let me know. I am always open to feedback. So a little bit about me. I started my business, Good Witch Kitchen, four years ago, pretty much to the day that this podcast is launching. It's my little Capricorn baby, although this podcast is technically an Aquarius. There's, as you can see, there's going to be a blend of science and spirituality here. So speaking of which, I am one of the most Virgo Virgos you'll ever meet. I've got a Virgo sun, rising, Mercury, Mars, and Venus all in the 12th house. So again, I'm very practical and mystical. And on top of Good Witch Kitchen, or as part of it, I also run a membership program called Superpower Your Natural Cycle. And that takes a lot of what we'll talk about on the show, and it helps you implement it. Each month, we focus on a topic of health and life that impacts your hormones. And with each moon phase, I offer different ways you can embody the energy of that phase to help you align with your cycle. But what does that even mean? What's aligning with your cycle? Before you can align with your cycle or sync or honor the different phases of your cycle, you need to know how your cycle actually works. For many of us, our moms explained what would happen every month for the decades to come, mostly detailing the types of products we'd have to buy to contain it, right? Here's some pads, here's some Advil, good luck. Or maybe your teacher in health class briefly mentioned it was important for fertility. Or maybe you heard some friends talking about it in middle school. Or you watched the movie Carrie and the opening scene was a wild intro to your health education. (laughs) 
But for the, as for the science-y details, most people I talked to got none of that. So if you're not sure what's actually happening in your body during your period, you are not alone. A lot of people I talk to share with me that they feel embarrassed or insecure that they've made it to their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, and 60s without knowing how the menstrual cycle works. We like we know in the back of our minds, you you bleed, it hurts, you move on till next month, right? But that's that's kind of the gist of the education that menstruators get on their body's reproductive system. The rest is a bit of a mystery for us to figure out on our own. And, you know, when you're growing up, you wouldn't dare talk about it with your friends because there's that stigma around it. And growing up, you probably learned that it made you dirty or unclean. It just wasn't something to be talked about. Thankfully, it's becoming less of a taboo subject to discuss. We should not be stigmatizing our body's natural processes. This is arguably the most natural process. And it's pretty damn amazing considering it helps us make actual fucking humans. How cool is that? So if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, wherever you are in life, and you aren't 100% sure what's actually going on inside of you during your period and the rest of your cycle, I got you. There are two main phases of the menstrual cycle, the follicular phase and the luteal phase. However, your body is more complex than that, so I like to break it down even more when explaining this to clients, and I focus on four phases, the follicular ovulatory, luteal, and menstrual phases. The follicular phase begins on day one of your period. So there is an overlap with this phase and the menstrual phase, and we'll get to that. But let's just start here. To get the cycle moving, the hypothalamus, which is located in your brain and it's responsible for releasing hormones, it triggers the release of follicle-stimulating hormone, or FSH. This phase is the beginning of your cycle. Starting on day one of your period, FSH is produced and then sent to the ovaries to let them know it's time to start preparing for an egg. And then follicles, which are located on the ovaries, are where the eggs are kept until it's time for ovulation. That's why it's called follicle-stimulating hormone. Estrogen levels are low at the beginning of this phase, but steadily rise as you near the ovulatory phase. And as it rises, this helps thicken the lining of the uterus to prepare to host an egg for possible pregnancy. And the follicular phase corresponds to the waxing moon. So you might feel energy building and you might feel more motivated and social towards the end of this phase. So as the light of the moon is growing, so is your energy, so is your feeling of wanting to be social and wanting to be around people. Next is the ovulatory phase. When estrogen hits its peak around the halfway point in your cycle, it signals to the body to release luteinizing hormone, otherwise known as LH, which then triggers ovulation. An egg releases from its follicle into the fallopian tube and stays there for 12 to 24 hours. So that's right. The egg is only there for up to 24 hours. We're taught that we can get pregnant every time we have sex, but that's just not true. We have a fertility window of upwards of five to six days. Estrogen and progesterone continue to increase and thicken the uterine lining. This is also called the endometrium. And testosterone increases at this time too. So your libido might be feeling pretty high. And that, my friend, is evolution. You're at your most fertile at the same time that you want to get busy. And the stars align for you to make a baby if that's what you're trying to do. I mean, sometimes if that's not what you're trying to do, but you know, (laughs) if you want to, that's a good time to go for it. 
And just a note, if you are in hormonal birth control, you do not ovulate. The pill works by suppressing your natural cycle and preventing ovulation. And I'll do an episode in the future about how the pill impacts your cycle. But for now, you can focus on the corresponding lunar energy to help you get in alignment. And now we have the luteal phase, the follicle that released the egg at ovulation. It's now called the corpus luteum now that it's empty. That's where the luteal phase name comes from. And it starts to produce estrogen and progesterone that continue building up the uterine lining to make a happy home for the egg, just in case it gets fertilized and you become pregnant. Progesterone takes over. So estrogen is the dominant hormone in the first half. Progesterone is dominant in the second. So that takes over and it's essential for maintaining a healthy pregnancy. So think pro-gestation progesterone. If conception doesn't occur, what happens next is that that corpus luteum, it recognizes that you're not pregnant. So it starts to break down and the estrogen and progesterone that it was producing declines. And the lining that it helped build up will get ready to shed since you won't be needing it for pregnancy this time around because it's building up in order to create a nice home for the fetus. This is where PMS symptoms tend to pop up if your hormones are imbalanced. Also in the luteal phase, it corresponds to the waning moon. So you might feel your energy start strong in the beginning and then wane towards the end, just like the light of the moon. And then finally, the menstrual phase. The menstrual phase starts when you start to bleed. So your first day of full red bleeding, not any brown spotting or anything like that. And this overlaps for a couple of days with the follicular phase, as I mentioned, but I want to explain what's actually happening when you're bleeding. So that drop in progesterone after your body realizes there's no pregnancy to maintain causes the endometrium to shed along with the egg and blood and other fun mucusy things, you know the drill. And blood can be many shades of red, but it should be bright on most days. And as menstruation begins, estrogen drops to prepare for the next cycle and start all over again. So this is your new moon time, and it's great for rest and introspection. And you might notice your intuition feeling stronger during this phase too. So that's your menstrual cycle. And everything I detailed here is what happens in a healthy, normal cycle. With hormones balanced, there should be little to no pain, cramping, or other symptoms throughout the four or five weeks. And the average menstrual cycle lasts between 25 to 35 days. We do like to make it a clean 28 when we talk about it to go along with the lunar phases. And some people have a perfectly organized cycle in that way, but a longer or shorter cycle is normal as long as it's consistent month to month for you. So if you're 35 days every cycle, every single month, and that's consistent, that's fine. And a lot of people think that if they're not planning to have kids, none of this matters, but that's not true. The menstrual cycle is actually an important indicator of our overall health, so it's still essential to care for our fertility, and it's actually being referred to in the medical community now as the fifth vital sign. So your vital signs are measurements that indicate your health status, your body temperature, blood pressure, heart rate, respiratory rate, and now your cycle. Now I'm going to talk about moon energy and what that has to do with your menstrual cycle, how to use it to get aligned with your cycle, and what the patriarchy has to do with all of this. So we all know that our world is set up to serve the patriarchy. Actually, this fall I got a very angry and homophobic email from a woman who said that real feminists don't believe in the patriarchy, so maybe we don't all know that. So if you're new to this patriarchy smashing business... Welcome. It's a lot of fun. 
<laughs> but anyway, most of us recognize that we live in a patriarchal society, but many don't realize how deep it goes and how many areas of our lives are impacted by this. I have a whole workshop on this, but I'm just going to give you the basics today, which can hopefully open up something inside of you that inspires and empowers you to embrace your lunar body. And I'll explain why I call it the lunar body in a second. As a society, we live by the circadian rhythm, attempting to perform at the same level day in and day out until the end of time. It fits perfectly into our capitalist structures, but menstruators have a second clock that needs attention too, and it's called the infradian rhythm. An infradian rhythm is technically any cycle that lasts longer than 24 hours, and in this case, we're talking about the menstrual cycle. As you'll learn, the cycles of life all intertwine, but we live in a very male-centered way. So men, or those assigned male at birth, function on a 24-hour cycle where it's Groundhog Day for their hormones every day. This corresponds to the solar cycle, so that gives you an idea of how their hormones fluctuate. The sun rises and sets, you wake up, you go to sleep, you repeat it every day forever. Those of us with ovaries function on a 28-day cycle, roughly, which corresponds to the lunar cycle, which is why this podcast is called The Lunar Body, because it's all for you. There are four phases to the menstrual cycle, as you just learned, as there are four phases of the moon, and this means that your hormones fluctuate over the course of four or so weeks rather than 24 hours. If you're an astrology nerd or witch, you know that moon phases have different energies and we plan accordingly. For example, some basic rituals are that we set intentions under the new moon and let go of what doesn't serve us under the full moon. Why then don't we consider that we can live accordingly to our menstrual phases too? So like I said, the world is set up to serve the patriarchy. Society is designed for the solar cycle. And I mean, it makes sense. We obviously have to wake up and go to sleep every day, but it extends beyond that and it is so ingrained that We have to be endlessly repeatable versions of ourselves every day that you might not even realize that there were any phases to tend to because you're so busy trying to ignore those natural changes or, you know, they're happening and you don't understand them and get frustrated. And it's not just a few days of bleeding and that's all there is to it. There's so much more to your cycle as you just learned. And as we'll continue to talk about, you know, the follicular, ovulatory and luteal phases, you need to think about all of those even before the tampons come out. These phases all have different energies and needs too, just like the moon, just like we talked about. So what ends up happening here is we bend and try to fit ourselves into expectations of productivity that are more for solar bodies and deplete our energy in the process. And while solar bodies can function the same way day in and day out, generally, Lunar bodies have longer periods of hormonal fluctuations that influence everything from your energy to your work productivity, creativity, metabolism, immune health, libido, everything. If your periods are irregular, if you're having difficult PMS symptoms, if you have a diagnosed hormone imbalance, even if you just want a deeper connection to yourself, paying attention to which phase of your cycle you're in can help get you in that balance and also paying attention to the lunar cycle. So here are the menstrual phases as they typically correspond with the moon. I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier when I was going through each phase, but here's a recap then. The follicular phase corresponds to the waxing moon. The ovulatory phase is the full moon. The luteal phase is the waning moon. And the menstrual phase is the new moon. So check the last date of your period and see how you match up with the moon. 
You might find that you do or you don't. Either way, it's okay. And what I just described with your period happening on the new moon, this is referred to as a white moon cycle. If your menstrual phase falls on the full moon, it's called a red moon cycle. And if you're not quite synced up like this, that's okay. Everyone's body is different. And the moon phase correspondence can just help you understand how to honor your cycle, regardless if it matches up with what's happening in the sky. It's just a way to give you some more perspective on the, on the energy of that phase. So for example, the new moon is a time to rest. The lights are out when we can sit with ourselves and think about our intentions that we want to bring to fruition as the light grows stronger into the full moon or ovulatory phase. When our energy is typically at its highest and both our bodies and the earth are at their most fertile. And I know like fertiles, not I know people don't like that word, but I'm talking about fertility in terms of, yes, physically, you ovula- ovulation is the time when you're at your most fertile, but also spiritually, creatively, socially, there's a lot going on within you. If you're not menstruating, you can still focus on the cyclical energy to help rebalance your hormones and regulate them to a cycle. Or if you're non-binary or trans, this can help you connect to the cyclical nature of your feminine energy. And that's a gender neutral feminine that I'm talking about. I'm speaking more to the archetypes that we all have within us. And if that's something that you do want to be closer to, following the moon is a good way to go. Now let's talk about some basic tips for how you can honor the different phases of your cycle guided by the phases of the moon. As I mentioned, the cycles of life all intertwine and we can map these to the seasons of the year as well. And focusing on seasons might help you make more sense of how to approach each phase if you don't sync up with the moon cycle or if using the moon feels a little nebulous to you right now. And more detailed information on how you can do this uh, is available in a free guide that I have. It's Syncing with the Moon for a Better Flow. It's it's linked in the show notes or you can grab it at goodwitchkitchen.net slash flow. We start with the follicular phase. Again, that's our waxing moon phase, which corresponds to your inner spring. So think about the energy of spring. Energy begins to blossom in your body, just like the flowers of the spring. And it's time to get started on the intentions that you've set or the seeds that you've planted. And it's a good time for sprouted and fermented foods that are easy to digest and feel light and fresh. These are full of energy. Fermented foods are living foods and sprouted foods contain more nutrients than their non-sprouted versions. So it's a lot of energetic support for your body as estrogen and energy are growing. Now your ovulatory phase, your full moon phase, also your inner summer Ovulation has you glowing from the inside out and you're feeling bold and passionate in this phase. And the full moon illuminates your intentions and sheds light on what's working and what isn't. So now is a good time to let go of what doesn't serve. And in terms of nutrition, now is the time for liver supporting foods like citrus, berries, cruciferous vegetables, because estrogen is high and we want to make sure that it's properly eliminated from the body when it's time to go. And these foods support your liver in that process. Then we have the luteal phase, your waning moon phase, your inner fall. This is the longest phase of your cycle and It's more energetic in the first half, winding down towards menstruation in the second half of it. So think about how the light of the moon is waning 
it starts bright and then it diminishes to that little fingernail crescent. That's the curve of your energy at this time too. So now's the perfect time for you to get your shit together. You know, focus on the essentials, get rid of clutter, organize your house, your workspace, let go of projects that are more stressed than they're worth, go minimalist. It's all good here. Nutrition-wise, you want to nourish yourself with foods rich in B vitamins to support energy production in the body as it's waning because you want what's left to sort of be firing on all cylinders. So that's leafy greens, whole grains. Those will be helpful. You'll also want magnesium-rich foods to help relax cramps because this is the time of your cycle that PMS tends to pop up. So magnesium-rich foods like cacao, Leafy greens again, nuts and seeds, also serotonin boosting foods to keep your mood swings at bay, like eggs, salmon, nuts and seeds, and turkey. So more examples of these can be found on my website at goodwitchkitchen.net or in the mini guide that I shared. And then finally, the menstrual phase, new moon, and inner winter. It's a period of low energy, so think about the typical winter. I mean, at least in the Northeast, the ground is frozen. Everything's calm and quiet. It's a hibernation time. It's a period of low energy. It's a great time to rest. It's a great time for introspection and intention setting for the future. So you're planting the seeds now, and then they grow with that follicular phase or the waxing moon. For nutrition, you'll want to enjoy nutrient-dense foods to help replenish what's used during menstruation, especially iron and other minerals. Fresh produce is great for that, seafood as well, and warming foods will feel really comforting at this time. Chamomile tea is also really nice anti-inflammatory herbal tea that, that can feel really good in the menstrual phase. So those are some tips for living a bit more cyclically, and know that your mileage may vary. Again, everyone is different, but viewing your body and your schedule in terms of these cycles, menstrual, lunar, and seasonal cycles, giving you a little bit perspective on that can be really helpful to managing your energy and just feeling better. And I recommend figuring out where you are in your cycle based on these energies and how you feel if you're not tracking already. And if you have no idea, just follow the moon. And plan out your next month according to your particular cycle and, or the lunar cycle and see how it affects your energy levels. See if it makes any differences rather than trying to wake up and restart and copy and paste yourself with the same energy every day. Because if you're here, you probably know that that doesn't work. I would love to hear from you if this is something you're already doing, or maybe get back to me in a month after you started this and you want to let me know how it went. I would love, love, love to hear from you. And as a reminder, if you'd like to know more about how you can work with both the lunar and menstrual cycles together, you can download my free mini guide called Sinking with the Moon for a Better Flow. That's at goodwitchkitchen.net slash flow, and it's linked in the show notes. Also, Doors to my membership program, Superpower Your Natural Cycle, are now open through January 31st. You can learn more about that at syncmembership.com. So S-Y-N-C membership.com. And thank you. Thank you for listening to the first episode of The Lunar Body. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email me at thelunarbody at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at goodwitchkitchen. If you liked what you heard today, I'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes. It helps lovely lunar feminists like yourself find my show. And 
My love language is words of affirmation, so I will appreciate your reviews on a deep soul level. Thanks for being here. Until next time.